welcome to Channel F. I'm Merit Kay, and I'm switching a glass of the finest brandy and just Ooh. puffing on the most expensive imported cigars um, because uh, we we this is a new day for our podcast yeah. and for our website because um, we we've sort of been elevated above the common people at this point. You know, we were th- we were down there with the little people. We were running around. We were down there with the little guys running around <laughs> doing our thing. And um, and that all changed about 10 minutes ago. Everything's changed. Um, war has changed. The pod has changed. And um, I, I'm referring, of course, to the fact that uh, Twitch.com uh, deigned to appoint us a partner. And uh, so we are now living the good life and i'm curious what are you all going to do with your partner money um yeah. first off let's have uh steven strom fanbyte managing editor steven what are you going to do with all of your your twitch partner money oh you know that ruffy and i are going to take the <laughs> yacht down to the caymans mm. this summer we're going to we're going to summer there to avoid the uh, the colder weather here that the commoners must endure in our place and uh, when we come back we'll have just the most beauteous uh, bronze tans oh, it's going to be wonderful that sounds that sounds exquisite uh danielle brando pin by editor-in-chief how are you going to, how is your life going to change now that you're a Twitch partner? You know, it's going to be like any major change in life. It won't change all at once. It's really going to be a gradual thing. So like right now, you know, I'm, I'm such a, I'm such a normal person, but like in a few months, I'm going to start wearing like real people clothes instead of just like sweats all the time. I'm going to start wearing, you know, things that, uh, uh fashion person that I will pay to come and look at my closet and make me look good will wear. Uh, my cats are going to go to cat spas. Uh, they're going to get okay, like real this. nice love spa treatments. Them. They're going to have like little kitten cucumbers on their eyes. And my dog is going to wear uh, furs. He's going to wear like really nice furs. Wow. Wow. That's fucked up. That is. I know. I mean, it could be a, you know, like an herbivore fur that could, Kind of makes yes, sense. Yes, it'll I be guess. vegan fur. It'll be um, vegan fur. Well, not since Pikachu wore that Snorlax hoodie. Has <laughs> <ever been more laughs> horrifying Can I just say that the image of cats with tiny little, like tiny, tiny cucumber slices on their eyes is just mm. the best thing in the world to me? Uh, yes. And last, but certainly not least, uh, Fanbyte brand manager, editor, brand no editor, sure. brand editor, Mickey plus. Grayson. Are brand you gonna plus. just become like a weird rich person, like? Yeah, what are you gonna do I'm with gonna, that? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find an apartment uh, that is as close to the Hollywood and Highland Dave and Buster's as I can possibly get. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I'm gonna move in there, and then I'm gonna have them pay for a slide that will take me from the apartment building directly into the middle of the Dave and Buster's. Um, and then I will slowly but surely use the Dave and Buster's points that I will earn from my my immense skill at video games to. Buy the Dave and Buster's out from underneath them. Yeah. With the <laughs> points. Because they don't tell you this, but like a Dave and Buster's only costs 350 million points. Right. Wow. Yeah, it is. They don't oh, have it on the list when you go up to the, the place, but it's in the secret menu. Right. It's like asking for animal style, except they give you yeah. a business. Buy the joint. <laughs> 350 million yeah. points. Uh, well, as for me, 
I, uh, first of all, no new friends. No um, new friends. Absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. Okay. No new games either. Um, yeah, sure. Because uh, I'm, I've been playing some old games and I think maybe that's a good point to do staff picks. So, uh, hey, welcome to Staff Picks. It's the segment where we talk about the games we've been playing. And uh, like I mentioned, I am not playing... Well, I've been playing kind of a new game, I guess. I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise. If you want my thoughts on that, listen to the Monster Hunter Rise review podcast that is in this uh, this podcast feed. Yeah, it's um, probably already on your phone. It's probably already yeah, on your phone. Yeah, you probably listen to this before you listen to this. Wait, yeah, that, this, that, that before you listen to this. Uh, so I started streaming Link to the Past yesterday. This indie game, right? This it's indie game. Super Nintendo? Yeah, they called it Zelda 3, but like that was a great joke because of course mm-hmm. it was the first one that came out. Um, it was the first one for me because I never owned a Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, only a Super Nintendo. And mm-hmm. uh, it's one of my favorite games. And replaying it has been really interesting because I realized, I think one of the strangest things about like sprite-based games from the 16-bit era is that the resolution was so low and you were playing them on really grimy CRTs. And so like, and they were never meant to be played on like HD screens and stuff. They didn't even have that concept. Yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we just have standard <laughs> definition. No one can imagine anything ba- like what, like a bigger definition. That's, I don't even, <laughs> uh, what would you even a non-standard <laughs> definition. Um, <laughs> and uh, I realized between Link to the Past and like Mario World and stuff, there are a lot of sprites that I just like did not know what they were supposed to be. So my brain kind of filled in the blanks. But then like looking back at them now, I'm like, oh, this is a totally normal thing. I thought it was just like a weird, I thought Mario's face was melting off when he died in Super Mario World. (laughs) No, it's not. His face just turns red. Like I thought there were snakes with big weird heads in Link to the Past. No, they're just supposed to be cobras. They don't just have big weird cartoon heads. Um, like there's just a lot of weird little things that um like some intentional some not um steven pointed out that the cracked walls in that game do look mm-hmm. like um dicks yeah and so <laughs> i can't unsee that now uh the wiener walls the wiener walls is they're called in the speedrunning community <laughs> um and every time uh, you walk. break one down yeah yeah <laughs> there oh you my go. god uh <laughs> anyway here's the anyway. wall <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. That's what I was going to say. Anytime <laughs> you blow one up, yeah. um, they play that song. Yeah. Incredible. Um, but uh, yeah, good game. I I was like, yeah, I can beat this game in three days. I can beat this game in like eight hours. Easily, easily. And then yesterday I was like, wait, how many dungeons are there in this game? And there's like nine, right? And it's like, no, there's like 11. <laughs> like, whoops. Oops. Yeah, I oops. did go on to howlongtobeat.com and find out that it's like, game's like 15 hours 15, long. And I was like, no way. It's it. like half of that. And it's like, no, it, it is longer than that. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun going back to that. It's like a very different energy from streaming Dark Souls, which is a game that I know nothing about. Whereas Link to the Past, like I, at least the first like half of that game basically know exactly where I'm supposed to go and like exactly what you need to do. Um, Later on, it will get a little dicey because I didn't actually finish that game until I was like in my teens because I didn't understand Ganon's castle. But that game just has such incredible vibes to me. Yeah. And um, 
the combination of like just the kind of like you know low resolution sprites with the the manual that it came with with like these gorgeous paintings of like link just going on weird adventures and stuff uh if you haven't seen those definitely take a look um because they're like they suggested to me the existence of a zelda cartoon but like not the shitty zelda cartoon <laughs> yeah i uh, know what was wrong with it no, no, i don't know it was good it's good it's good um but like they're just paintings uh, i forget who they're by but they're really really gorgeous and yeah it's one of my favorite games of all time and i'm uh i'm really enjoying it um speaking I, of oh yeah i was just no, gonna say i'm yeah, so please. glad that this seems like such a perfect like you know, in keeping with some of the themes of the Souls games, right. you know, the sort of medieval fantasy kind of thing with monsters and conquering monsters and yeah. going to castles and dungeons, but in like a kinder, gentler, more puzzly way. And yeah. it seems like such a good, like nice palate cleanser for you. I and mean, I'm very glad. <laughs> yeah, like I think Link to the Past gets some shit from, um, from some people because it kind of broke from... It's, I think, the first Zelda game where, like, it's really clear what you're supposed to be doing at all times. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a map in the game and there's, like, you know, waypoints on your map and stuff. And so yeah. it's less like Dark Souls than the original Zelda, but there is still a lot of Zelda DNA in, in Dark Souls. Um, that kind of like Zelda DNA. I got Zelda DNA. <laughs> the doctors tell me I got Zelda DNA. No, don't, don't worry, the Zeldas the Zeldas can't reproduce. They're all fiend male. Oh no! God, the Triforce finds a way. Um, stupid, bad. Uh, yeah. So that's been been really fun um, so far, and I don't know. I like I like Zelda, and Link has pink hair in this one for some reason. Oh, he. I mean, he's just going through some stuff. Yeah, he just changes. He's living with his uncle, and then his uncle dies, like in the first yeah. five minutes of the game. Yeah, and he and then he finds a bottle of Overtone, and he's like, "Well, <laughs> it's like I need to express what I'm going through." God. Gotta express who's among us. Yeah, yeah. who who's among us hasn't dyed their hair pink at a critical juncture in their life? I after certainly their have. Uncle, after the uncle who you just <laughs> found out existed because this is the first time you've ever played this game, uh -huh. they die. He die. He does die really quickly, and it's not really clear from what because like there's no monsters around him or anything, unless so my, the possibilities are because we never real like I never realized this when I was a kid, but it was like you go down the secret tunnel to get into the castle to rescue Zelda. And your mm. uncle is just laying there dying and he gives you a sword and shield. And it's like, what killed him? Did he just get tired or was it yeah, the he got fall? Too tired. Or did he get pneumonia? Like, or he just got tuckered uh, out and he's like, oh boy. Yeah, I think he just got too tired and was like, you know what? I have to go those stairs <laughs> I'm again. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> this far, no further. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, like, if he dies, he gets to turn into a redead, probably. Oh, shit. That seems cool. Oh, boy. That's scary. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, uh, zombies that I don't know if I like head. that idea. That's real scary. Makes me a little... I hate it. Um, speaking of devils and demons and old games, because if a game didn't come out this year, it may as well have come out just in the midst of time. Mm -hmm. uh, Steven, you're playing Doom Eternal, it looks like. Whoa. Yeah, I'm playing the sequel to Doom. The sequel uh, to Doom. It came out in 1994. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Doom 2, so huh? It's also pixelated, pixel art, sprites, you know, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Kind of hell has come to Earth, uh, so they decided to call it Hell on Earth. 
Um, oh. It's actually uh, Doom Eternal, which does, you know, is just chock-a-block full of references to 1994's Doom uh, 2, Hell on Earth, because you do go back to Earth, mm-hmm. and it, and then the final boss is the icon of sin again. Um, yeah, I've been playing, I went back to Doom Eternal. We played a bunch of it. Uh, you and I both, Merit, I think, played a bunch of it back when it came out li- last year? Last year, yeah. I did, yeah, I did finish it. I don't think I made it onto my top 10 list, but um, I did enjoy it. Um, but uh, you, you kind of bounced off it the first time you tried it? I got stuck I think somewhere I, myself. I, I really liked it, but I got stuck. God only oh, knows yeah? where, and then didn't finish it. So, yeah. Okay, I think I remember you talking about that too, Danielle, because we were talking about like the Sentinel armor and yeah. stuff at the time and difficulty. Yeah. I was also like right at the height of like difficulty discourse, I feel like, uh, for a lot of people. Oh, it comes and do- goes every year, you know. That's like, true. That. It's yeah. seasonal, like, yeah. Yeah, like the <laughs> fucking cicadas. <laughs> yeah. Comes like, and goes. Much like, much like the uh, icon of sin, it has been resurrected to haunt us once again. Oh, no. Uh, harvest the souls of humanity. Um... I so I it's weird right like Doom Eternal I feel like Doom 2016 specifically was like this kind of very surprising revelation for a lot of people that game like kind of seemingly came out of nowhere everybody expected it to be terrible the, even the developers were like nobody's going to give a shit about this single player let's let's put all our resources in a multiplayer and then it turned out everybody fucking loved this new mm-hmm. new Slayer game um, and then Doom Eternal came out and I th- feel like the discourse around it was mostly people saying like oh the people who made Doom 2016 don't understand what made Doom 2016 good. And so I feel like most people kind of bounced off of Doom Eternal as well. Um, And the discourse around it was such that like, at the time I was like, well, I don't really like where this story is going. And everybody says it's not very good or it gets way too hard or whatever. So I figured like, I'll just walk away from this and maybe come back later. And I did come back later because I feel like over time that game has definitely found its audience in a, big way um, yeah. as more and more people can kind of like recognized the ways in which it is difficult and yeah. like why that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing with like Doom Eternal that I don't think Doom 2016 did quite as much is like uh, it's all about all the demons in that game which are like hyper recognizable because they're iconic monsters and they're super brightly colored which is so different from what you see from like not only the kind of stereotypical look of like a Doom game but also yeah. for in other shooters um because they're so recognizable and so easy to do that they kind of took them and made them almost into different classes like a kako demon is like a long-range pressure demon like there's these new ones called whiplashes that are like zoners mm. the, the mancubuses will get it real close with you um and kind of like try to do area denial type stuff um Dalsim is here <laughs> says jordan <laughs> Um, you do learn how to do a Hadouken at one point. Um, <laughs> it's all about footsies at the end of the day. Yeah. And actually, like uh, the fighting game comparison did come to mind, but also the other comparison that came to mind was like MOBAs with me mm. a lot. Um, and how in a certain point when you play Dota 2 or League of Legends, you know how to sort of react to different movements of different enemies based on like what character they're playing. Like you have to just learn that, you know, Dragon Knight has a fire breath and the fire breath doesn't just make you take damage, but it makes you do less damage for a certain amount of time. Right, right. Um, 
And the monsters, or the demons rather, in Doom Eternal are kind of very similar to that in a lot of ways. And they just sort of ratchet that up and ratchet up the number of ways that you have to kind of fight your way through it and deal with these situations very, very, very quickly. And I think that was part of what made people bounce off is because it was so much for like your brain to uh, mold around um, between like the ice grenade and the cool grenade and the shotgun and the double shotgun yeah. and the, all this other stuff. Um, and once I just basically like let my brain wrap itself around that, like the fucking bad guy from the world is not enough with a bullet in his head. <laughs> and I just became like unkillable nightmare. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's I like so this good. game a lot. When you get good at it, it's just like, you're always doing something in that game. Like you're yeah. like every, every ability you have, like recharges a different ability and so, like, mm-hmm. you're doing these strings of combos of, like, okay, if I set this guy on fire and then chainsaw him, then I get armor and, like, ammo back. And then I can do, like, a grappling hook into someone, shotgun them in the face. Like, it's just, like, these extreme chains of just ridiculous shit. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to replay it. Damn, I want to replay it. <laughs> well, uh, you might not even have to replay it because they just put out a, a new DLC. The reason I oh, yeah. uh, started getting back into it recently. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, the Ancient Gods Part Two just came out, and I haven't gotten to that yet. I'm only in the Ancient Gods Part One so far, but uh, it it is a funny thing because it's like you know Doom uh, Eternal has like different difficulty settings. Um, there's like four major difficulty settings, and then there's like an Iron Man mode type thing where you if you die you lose your save that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and in this, when you start the Ancient Gods, it has all those same difficulty settings, but then just like underneath and kind of like glaring red text says dot 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 only there's more demons because it's dlc (laughs) (laughs) it's like warning you from the jump like "Eh, this is really hard (laughs) like we made this we made this really hard because this is meant to be for people who like beat doom eternal and want more yeah just yeah to just jump into that and they really do just jump you in apparently you Um, get a big hammer now in this yeah hammers Um, in a shooter yeah it'll never work um, well, no. Uh, well, you're right. Nobody's ever going to do that. Nobody, and it was actually a mistake to, to do so. And so. they added. Oh. I love how much this game just leans into being a video game. Like that's what Doom uh, 2016 did really well too. Because like mm-hmm. I'm just seeing yeah. they added something where there's just these floating orbs that you can fire the grappling hook thing that you have in your super shotgun to lo- like lock mm-hmm. onto them and then just like swing yourself over. Um. And it's just like the dumbest thing, but it looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like the that was something that Doom 2016 got really well, um, got really right. And Doom Eternal, especially in the first couple hours of the game, just really doesn't get. And it was mm. actually, I think, what made me fall off of it because it's like, you know, Doom Eternal, like the early on, feels like it's like leaning into this idea that the Doom Slayer is Nathan Explosion on a Death Clock album cover uh-huh. or something like <laughs> that. Like he's like you know this like um, big warrior of rock who loves sick guitars and head banging and all this stuff. It's like no, he's not. Doom guy shouldn't be a guy in an album cover. He should be like a force of nature that is even more unknowable than the horrible shit in the album cover that mm. is then unleashed upon that world sure, yeah. and just like only has enough interiority to headbutt demons until they explode into blood. And that's like what makes him unique and cool and different from like, you know, a Valfaris or something like that. Like yeah. a bunch of indie games out there that do that sort of thing. Right. Um, 
And they get there, like, eventually in Doom Eternal, the main game. I'm curious to see how the DLC, like, handles all that stuff, like, the tonal stuff. Yeah. But, like, Doom Guy bows to a king no, ghost yeah, that in sucked. the beginning that of the sucked. game. Oh. I, hate, I hated that. It's so bad. Well, like, that's like it, Beowulf, I, isn't it? When Beowulf only, uh, you know, prostrates himself to yeah. a king. You know? Yeah. yeah right. It's... But yeah, and there's like weird stuff with like, oh, Doomslayer came from like an, or he's like used to live in another dimension that okay, at first so, you think is heaven, but it's actually just like these ancient warrior guys, and then they fought hell, and it's just like a whole. I was like, I do not play Doom for the story. Like, please stop. <laughs> did you beat Doom Eternal? I did. Where? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, like they do set up the idea that actually Doom guy, it, so he he like falls through a portal into that like world yeah. at one point. And gets like hey, becomes a happens. gladiator there, but yeah. but Jordan asks in the Discord here, um, uh, does this game make heaven as evil as hell? That seems like what they were aiming for, from what I saw, and it's like yeah, because they set up that this game is a direct sequel to Doom One and Doom Two and Doom Sixty Four, <laughs> the the old games, the nineties yeah. games. Um, because when like they, they have flashbacks to like doom guy falling through a portal, uh, and being picked up by these like angel people. And like, they say he was wearing this and then it's the helmet from the box art for doom one. Um, and that stuff is cool. Like the idea that doom guy, that all this stuff is just happening in doom guy's life. That's fine. But he shouldn't care about it. He shouldn't bow to people. He shouldn't understand social mores enough to know what bowing is. (laughs) Like, why are you is my thing. What is that? Why are you bending over down? Do you, is, do you drop exactly. some, some bullets on the ground that you're trying to pick up? <laughs> there you go. What yeah. If he, now, if, the, if they did that, <laughs> like, it looks like he's wrote a better version of this game. He's like, oh, sorry, drop some ammo. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> gotta go like, kill some fucking demons. And blows the king guy away. <laughs> Good uh, stuff. But. Yeah, the game part, super, super good. More of that is in that Ancient Gods DLC. And like like I said, they just kind of like start you at the baseline of the game uh, at the end, um, right off the jump. And it's uh, super, super fucking fun so far. And I'm glad I went back to it. Cool. Cool. Um, I've also been playing Monster Hunter Rise, but uh, people can go listen to that uh, review podcast yeah. as well. And we'll maybe talk review. about it more next week when it's out for everyone. And uh maybe some of the other people on uh, the show will have played it we'll see but uh exactly first person from uh from killing demons and first person to uh solving uh devilish puzzles in for that was bad um anyway super liminal danielle you've been playing that (laughs) i believe that also that was great i believe that also came out last year and it's a first person game where you uh this has been, it was on my list and I just never got around to playing it. Uh, yeah. How's it been? Yeah, well, I'll tell you very briefly the story of how I found it. I was yeah. looking on Twitter today and somebody posted like a really awesome gif, gif. I, I know there's controversy, I don't care. About this <laughs> game, like this this awesome like perspective shifting first person puzzle game. It looked awesome and I just went to my Switch and I bought that game and I was like, holy shit, how did I not, hear about this so this is completely my shit it is a really well designed really really like polished and awesome experience where the first uh, sort of few minutes of the game it starts off with this like really wonderful 90s ass infomercial style video very you know kind of reminds me a little bit of the vibe we're going when we advertise this show here a little bit you know like a 90s ah. ass kind of thing and it's for 
a product, a sleep study thing called, it's whatever. It's something about having lucid dreams and have being able to shape things in your dreams. And you are sort of a subject in this study. And you start out with the first few puzzles in the first kind of area being all about holding objects. And depending on sort of the perspective you're looking at it from, it's going to be bigger or smaller. So if you make it go toward a, the end of a room, for example, like a really big room, it looks really big compared to if you are looking at it, you know, uh, from a different perspective. So you kind of use that idea of shifting perspectives to solve the first uh, sort of area of puzzles. I'm not super far in. I think I'm in like the second main area, which looks kind of like a hotel slash weird industrial area uh, where there's a lot of really, really cool stuff around making objects appear because they look like, oh, like little bits of paint or something around a wall or around a chair or around, you know, other objects. And if you stand in the right spot, it becomes an object you can then interact with and then use that, resize that, use that to kind of solve puzzles. Uh, it is really, really satisfying so far. I'm having that thing where I play the game a bunch and then I look around in the real world and I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> I could I could make uh -huh. this, you know, vitamin bottle way bigger and I could use that to jump around the house. You know, like I'm having that sort of mental mapping thing. You're having happen the Tetris effects happening. Yes. Very Tetris effect, only with, you know, warping perspective and yeah. making objects bigger and smaller based on how I'm looking at it. It's really cool. I think if I had actually played it last year, it may have made my list, to be honest with you, because it's huh. rad as hell so far. Uh, I'm glad you brought this game here, Danielle, because I'm discovering just how little I actually know about it, because this is literally the first time I've heard that this game has a story. Yeah, I, I sort yeah. of didn't. I, some, I, I had heard the name Superliminal at some point, obviously, last year, and I try to keep up on like at least some elements of, oh, cool games, you know, interesting games that are coming out of game jams or coming out of, well, obviously, normally things like PAX and GDC and so on and so forth, right? But those are a little more limited now and more online now. And I just sort of stumbled upon this and I was like, oh, holy shit, I need to play this. <laughs> this is so fucking cool. I'm glad I'm getting to it. Um, it actually came out last fall. And I should probably say the developer, it's also self-published, but the developer is Pillow Castle. Uh, that's who made this game. I just I just love this idea. I love simple ideas that are iterated upon in really rad and interesting ways. Like I love that idea of you design around like an awesome, interesting core mechanic. And then you start playing with it and playing with it and playing with it and designing around it. Like that, to me, when that's done well, that is like, oh, give that to me right in my veins. Like, I love it. Yeah. Give me some super liminal right in my eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fun. I'm so glad I, I stumbled into it today, basically. That's awesome. I also didn't know that this game was on Switch. Like, yes, because of that, course, that's I've... my platform of choice. <laughs> so yeah, I just yeah. bought it. So. Yeah, hell yeah, there nice. we go. Super liminal crew. If you get stuck anywhere or I get stuck somewhere, I'll ask you. We can be like super liminal yeah. um, co-op, you know, <laughs> co-op crew. I genuinely love that because like there are games out there where like The Witness was very much this game for me for a little while. And then I said, fuck this and stop playing it. But sure. Games where <laughs> I hit like a wall on certain puzzles and the idea of going to a guide directly for it is just a, 
I hate it because it's like that's the game. It's it's a puzzle right, game. If I'm yeah. just going to a guide, it's not playing it. But like having somebody in like else who is playing the same game to like bounce ideas off of or yeah. maybe ask for uh, tips or advice, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's really fun making it your own little thing. And so far I've encountered like I've gotten a little stuck a couple of times, but fucking around and like sitting there and doing the thing that I do where it's like, okay, all right, let's think about what you got here, you know, and like listing out the elements like, okay, this looks like this. We know this does this. I I will talk to myself or like have a little piece of notepad or something and just be like, okay, all right, this does this, that does that. And like listing out interactions. And then I've every single time uh, thus far, I've been able to figure it out. So that's like, for me, that's like a little bit of, you know, I don't actually test things on this, but if I can work my way through things, using that methodology of just like listing out mechanics, listing out properties of things. Yeah. That's like a great puzzle game. (laughs) IMO. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, I also want to play Maquette, which came out recently, and it's kind of a similar concept. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll check that out soon. Oh, also, Merit, if you have like if this appeals to you or if you try one of those and you like it, there was a game now that you have a VR headset that was really, really cool. But nobody played it because it was in VR uh-huh. called The Fisherman's Tale. OK, Ooh. that game where, is good. Yeah, it's it's like that, but it's in VR and you're doing this like weird sort of manipulation with the world in very much more like maquette. But it's also yeah. playing with scale and puzzles huh. like that. It's really neat. That sounds cool. That sounds rad. Well, uh, Nikki, what are you playing? I'm playing, um, well, have you heard of Fortnite? No, I'm playing, um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing two games kind of right now and I'll just hit both of them pretty quickly. Monster Train, it came out last year. Um, and I was like, that seems like something I would be interested in. I think it came out last year. Yeah. I feel like, right. Uh, beginning of last year. Yeah. Um, well it was in like early access for a while. I don't know if it's still right. Right. Um, well, it's in Game Pass, so that's why that's how I picked it up. Oh, cool. um, mm. And that game is, it's just, um, uh, oh, what's the name of that game? Slay the Spire, except uh-huh. it goes Spire. up. There's oh, just like, you're up. doing multiple, yeah, you're doing multiple fights at the same time. Because um, it's almost tower defense. Yeah, it's, so yeah, so you have your pyre at the top of the train, um, and then there's three levels to the train. And then enemies will come in from the bottom floor and you can put units on every single floor. And they their goal is to destroy the pyre, but they have to fight all of the enemies that you have on one level before they can go upstairs. Um, oh. So you're basically trying to like beat them or you're trying to beat them before they get upstairs. And you can either like give them status effects on one level and then have them get damaged, like do most of your damage on the middle level. Um, and then have like one heavy hitter up top just in case somebody makes it through. Um, yeah. Or you can like build, you can basically build your your setup uh, differently depending on what types of enemies you're fighting and what um, like build you're using. Um, and also each floor has a, has a max number of units that you can spawn and they have like each floor can support. It varies depending on like what items you get. But each floor can support, like, say, six dots. And then, like, one of the guys you'll spawn in will have four dots. Um, So then you can only use a unit that has two dots. So you're basically having to also basically play inventory up and down the train. Um, 
It's cool. It is literally just Slay the Spire from not the Slay the Spire people so much so mm. that every time I look at a card, I'm like, that just looks like a Slay the Spire card. <laughs> yeah, um, like the art style is similarly not my thing, Yeah, if that makes sense. I don't want to call it bad. Yeah, no, it, it, feels it, so it feels dismissive. like, I, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it other than like, it feels like scribble knots. Oh, okay. yeah. Like all of the all of the like limbs are attached on these weird pivot points that right. are not the way oh, that wait, no. like limbs work. Like paper doll. Oh, yeah. I Okay. I have a real bias against that <laughs> style of 2D animation. Yeah. And they all kind of like bounce all the time and yeah. they're like yeah, they just look, and um, it like just Becker looks art. like scribble knots to me. Yeah. Um, the music did is you, so fucking good though. Did you ever play 20XX? No, it was like I did not. What a is roguelike Mega Man, um, oh. and it was really fun. And they're making a new one called Thirty XX. And uh, but Twenty XX, I just it did that thing of like, hey, instead of like animating, uh, instead of like manually drawing animations for a sprite, which like I understand mm-hmm. is expensive and takes time. Like, what if yeah. we just rigged the parts, like the limbs, and then we yeah. could just like procedurally do it or or like whatever? And it's like it just doesn't look as good. It, yeah, looks like, it, looks, it looks like it looks like scribble knots or like a flash game or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, it, it's a lot easier to do because I I like tried to do animation like this in high school and stuff like that. And there's like software basically. Out there yeah. That will, like, well, I mean, yeah, you don't have to draw every frame. It's much right. easier, but it's just like it'll it'll like tween it for you. Yeah. But yeah. like the end result just looks I don't know. I'm sure it's fine for some people, but that I think is maybe one yeah. of the things that put me off uh, Monster Train. I think it's it's also more noticeable because you can speed up or slow down the combat, but you still have to watch it. So like it 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 incentivizes you pretty early. It's like, hey, you don't have to watch this. Right. Like or like you should just crank this speed up. But then if you crank this speed up, it's like they're just like spinning around all over the place. <laughs> and it's like I don't want this. Um the music is really, really good though. Um mm-hmm. I I don't know if I'm gonna keep playing it. Uh, only because like I want to start playing some other stuff, um, but it is it is a good one of these. If you're like off of Slay the Spire and you want to play another game like Slay the Spire, I think Monster Train is where you should go, and it's also in Game Pass, so you can pick it up there if you have that. Um, and I've also been playing Going Under, which is a roguelike set in a fictional startup yeah. situation. I love the way this game looks. I actually yeah. think it's funny, which like yeah. this, this, uh, the trope of you are an unpaid intern in a technology company that like yeah. is kind of ethically uh, ambiguous is overdone. But I actually do think that this game is pretty funny. Um, you work for a company that is basically Soylent and LaCroix in one <laughs> business. So you they have flavored sparkling water that is also a meal replacement. Um, but then you wow. get hired and then the guy that hires you is like, hey, so uh, we've got these tubes in the office and it turns out that there's dungeons underneath the office. Can you please go, <laughs> can you please go kill the guys that live downstairs? And your character's like, I'm sorry? She's like, well, and you're, the boss is like, well, gotta go. Um, and then you get down there and then you, it's a roguelike. Um, How would you describe the look of this game? Because it is so unique. It looks like uh, the closest analog to it to me is Ooblets, but it still looks more painted than Mm. Ooblets does. Hmm. Um, The way I think about it, there used to be, when I was a kid, there used to be these um, 
like paint. They were not markers, but they were they were like stamps and you would stamp okay. them on and they and there was like there was white space because it was a stamp, but it also yeah. was hyper colored. And it reminds me of like it reminds me that it looks like they built the whole game out of that kind of paint painterly huh. style. Um, I like it. I like the way it looks a lot. I love the way that the characters run around because they're all kind of like um, they're floppy in a way that is, you know how when Mario and Super Mario Odyssey runs really fast, his back like breaks in half at a 45 degree <laughs> angle. And he's yeah. like, all of the characters look like that when they move, which is pretty fun. Um, I do think though, I want every roguelike to reward my death like in Hades though. Uh, yeah. Because I don't feel yeah. like I don't feel like I'm making any progress. It's hard to go back to um, another one after yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I, every time I die, I'm like, well, fuck. Okay. And then I go and like part of my brain is like, well, at least this time uh, something will, something new will happen. I'll be rewarded with a little bit of story. And that does happen, but it's then not like, I mean, I was playing Hades on God mode, so I would get stronger every time I died. Sure. And there's no option for anything like that in here. And then, I'm like, I actually think I that's the way I have to play these games. Yeah. Because um, I like them conceptually. It's just like, I don't know. It's hard to feel like, oh, I just did a bunch and now I have to start over again. Yeah. And like, I guess you, you can always make the argument that like, well, you're learning things and you're like getting better at it. But like it is sometimes like Hades, it always took the sting out of that. But being like, oh, and now I get to like have conversations with these people and maybe like yeah. unlock some new things or like whatever. Um and not having that, I think, is is really rough. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. I'm um, playing going under mostly via uh, remote play on my phone with the this controller I have, which I still need to write about, but I just don't oh, have time. Oh, for the PS Five? No, it's on the Xbox. So the Xbox remote play, I have to war. It's a really convoluted process. So the game is not on the. Okay, if you have an iPhone, you can't use uh, the X Cloud stuff. But what you can do is if you have an iPhone, you can warg into your Xbox and then the game will play on your Xbox and then the Xbox will stream the I, console to your phone. I don't understand how any it's of It's an works. unbelievably convoluted process, um, but it does work unbelievably well. Huh. Uh, so I've just been playing it from bed. Um, That's cool. Awesome. Jordan's has played on the TV. I just don't. I, I would have to set up the other Xbox. You got it. Yeah, you can't play on the TV. What do you, you want to play a yeah. video game on a TV? What are you no, crazy? Television? No way. <laughs> Listen, I know there's no app on my Roku on my smart TV. <laughs> God, I hate smart TVs so much. That's another rant though. Yeah. That has nothing uh-huh. to do with this. Um, well, that that sounds cool. Those are some. We got a good spread this week of like, yeah. you know, retro games, uh, sort of more modern, like smaller titles. And then like a big, a big budget from last year. So, um, that's seriously though. All I want to talk about is most. I know, I know, but I am just. I feel like right now, if we talked about it, we would just be repeating ourselves. Um, one hundred percent. We gotta wait. So we gotta wait. But um, (sighs) also, yeah. Basically, I just want to say that game rules. And um, Capcom, please turn the online back on because it's it's been <laughs> off. They turned it off like a week ago um, uh-huh. for reviewers and it's not turning back on until the game launches on Friday. And I'm just like, I just want to be playing Monster Hunter with my friends so much. That's the only thing I want to be mm-hmm. doing right now. And please, my calicos are dying. Please, please. My, I sent my dog into a submarine to go barter <laughs> with people across the ocean and it doesn't know language. So I don't know how it's doing it. 
I need to check on that it. Ninja, oh, that ninja cat killed them. <laughs> that ninja cat fucking killed those dogs. Anyway, listen wow. to the podcast to, to learn <laughs> what we're talking about. Uh, should we do question time? Yes. Question time. Uh-huh. I don't know the rest of that song. <laughs> um, you don't have to go home, but you can ask, ask here. here? That's, well. You don't? Okay. Not quite. No, no, Let's work no, this shop. No, we're, let's workshop this. this. Well, let's workshop we'll workshop this, this off through. the air. We'll, 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 yeah. okay. we'll, uh, we'll revise it off the air. Jordan but, uh, just said, nope. <laughs> This week, question time is a segment where we take your questions and then we answer them. Uh, And your questions come from the Fanbyte Discord, which is at fanbyte.casa. And there is a channel called Podcast Questions where you can post questions for the show at any time. Um, I like to remind people every Tuesday morning before we record. But, you know, you can post them whenever. And uh, I always take a look and I grab a few every week. So, um, to kick off this week, uh, we've got a question from Nixon Corral, who asks, what game has been the longest standing item on your two playlist? For instance, I've been meaning to play Final Fantasy VI for what feels like my entire life. Uh, bonus question, if relevant, how or have you managed to avoid being spoiled on said game? So, wow. Um... Yeah, we've I mean, got I, quite a spread a here. I have actually. a yeah. I have a um, so I have like my Steam to playlist or like my wish list on Steam, and also like my Steam library. Those are mostly games that I've picked up in like the last couple of years that are just like, you know, um, if I get to them, I get to them, and if I don't, then mostly they're like smaller games, and I wanted to support the dev or whatever, or I just got them on a deep sale, and one day I'll play the Spyro of Reignited trilogy or something, but. <gasps> Yeah, you should. Those are just sort of like, I, none of those are really long term for me. Uh, they're like at most like a year or two. But I have low-key wanted to play Skies of Arcadia since I saw screens of that game in official Dreamcast magazine. Yeah. And I just, hell, I haven't done it yet because um, for various reasons, I never owned a copy on the Dreamcast or the GameCube. I, for a long time, just wasn't into JRPGs. Uh, so this is a JRPG, right? Yes, it's a JRPG nope. about sky pirates, and everyone lives on oh. floating islands, and so you have to get around by using a flying boat, uh, and you get into ship to ship battles. Wait, Stephen, you haven't played this game? No, I never. It was what it was on. It was Dreamcast, Dreamcast and, and GameCube? GameCube, yeah. Which are two consoles I never yeah, owned. Yeah, it's um, oh, you know. this is one of those like Dreamcast titles that everyone who's played it is just like, wow, Skies of Arcadia is just like, just fucking rules. It's so cool. Um, and it just has not been ported to PC or like modern hardware ever. And, uh, it's, but you did just describe the setup and like, uh, world building of grand blue fantasy. So you could maybe just go play that. Well, the sky pirates and everybody lives yeah. on islands and I, move around in a cool okay. boat. Um, yeah. but yeah, it, it was one of those games. Who actually very... played it. Have what? Am I the only oh, one you here played who's it? actually played it? Oh, wow. That never happens with an RPG. I feel yeah. like this is a weird occurrence of life. But yeah. this came out around the same time as uh, Grandia 2 on the Dreamcast. Yes, and I played I both of them, play. and I was like, I like RPGs now! And then barely <laughs> played an RPG since. So, yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. Yeah, I don't know how well it, it 
holds up is the only thing I'd, I'd be worried. Right. There's a lot of like random encounter stuff that I yeah. think people have less patience for now. Um, yeah. But it did. It got really good reviews at the time. It just sold really terribly. And it's sure. weird because like Sega has ported tons of stuff like to the PS3 and 360. Like you can play the Sonic Adventure games. You can play Crazy Taxi. You can play Jet Set Radio. You can yeah. play Shenmue. Fucking- Every Yakuza game is on every console right. ever made now. Right. Just, hey, just put it in, put it on the PC. Just, yeah, I don't know. People will play it. But yeah, that's mine. Um, Danielle, what what have you got? Yeah, I have two, but I'll, I'll just be really brief. So I've, I've played almost 3,000 hours of Into the Breach at this point. And uh, multiple times people are like, oh, my God, have you played FTL? Like their previous game, right. uh, the same Subset Studios previous game. I've bought it twice now. Like I've actually bought it <laughs> multiple times. Where I'm okay. like, oh yeah, I gotta play that game, and then I bought it, and like, then I'll be like, oh shit, I already have this. Like I've bought it on Steam. I bought it on like two, like several places more than once. Still have never touched it. It just haven't yet. Yeah. Um, I know I'll love it, and I'll be addicted to it, and it'll be ridiculous, and that'll be the end of my life, and that's how that works. That and also Invisible Ink, which somebody, I think Austin actually bought me Invisible Ink because he's just like, mm. you need to play Invisible Ink. Oh, <laughs> like, Danielle, yeah, I know. Big Stephen Fave, so yeah. I know, and again, it's the same thing. I will just never stop. I will just never stop. So <laughs> therefore, that's why I haven't played them, but I still genuinely actually want to. It's just a question of, oh, my life. Um, yeah. Maybe that that's like a future stream series of just like, oh yeah, just like we each pick one game that we've been meaning to play for like a decade yeah. and then just, oh yeah. Um, that's a great, although idea. I'm looking at these and like, I feel like FTL is doable. Invisible ink is doable. And the, everyone else's are like 40 hour JRPGs. Uh, Nick, because, no, Nikki's <laughs> is doable. Nikki's oh, is also is very yeah. Doable. Nikki's yeah. got uh dishonored on here. Yeah. I've got dishonored on here. Um, I've watched this game to completion yes. like four times yes. in uh, at various GDQs, um, and I couldn't <laughs> tell you a damn thing about what happens in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, this is all the shit that I like where you get to like fuck around with the cool abilities and you get to, yes. I don't know, like kill people by stabbing them from behind. And sometimes you can turn into birds, I think, question mark. Um, rats. You can throw birds, yes. rats. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Anyway, um, it seems like a thing that I would like a lot. I just haven't had the time or energy to play it. But it, I did just buy it. So, oh fuck. I yeah. feel like, I feel like. Hmm, I'm curious, actually, if you would like Deathloop more. But I guess that's hard mm. to say because Deathloop's not out. But yeah. that game seems like it is just taking a lot of Dishonored ideas and then making it a shooter yeah. roguelike, which. Yeah. Should Sounds I just wait? awesome. I don't well, know. They did that with Prey. So right, they did make Prey into a roguelike, and that was also awesome. It's fucking um, amazing. So you know, yeah. The thing is, just like I don't know, uh, uh, how much do you like stealth games, Nikki? Uh, a lot. Okay, well there then, yeah, go. play Dishonored. Okay. Yeah, one hundred percent, because it's a it's a good stealth game. Nice. Um, I just know that you like shooters because you I like do. Halo and Destiny and Fortnite yeah. and all that stuff. So I yeah. thought maybe Deathloop would be up there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, does it tell you how visible you are? Right, not the first game. I the think they got there one, with the DLC. Or yeah, something? the yeah. second one and the, the semi third one, which Death is of the, the Outsider. Best. That's actually a series where every the first one was very good, but it got like astronomically better with each installment. 
to the even the DLC for the first one. Sorry. Oh, you could. Wait, no. What? Huh? No, I was saying, can I just play the third one? Yes, you can. Yeah, okay, 100%. cool. I think I'll just do yeah, that. Yeah, you could, you could pretty much. Like, the character that you play as in the third one gets introduced as a side character in two. Mm. Uh, but it's not that important. Okay, cool. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll start with the third one then. Yes, third one's also Dishonored awesome. Three. fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, I also bought Dishonored um, yes. when there was that, there was an immersive some sale last year. I got Dishonored and Prey, and I started Prey. I uh, got like an hour into it. I just didn't, I fell off it for some reason, but I also do own Dishonored. So I can't wait to go on adventures with Corvo and all my friends and <laughs> um, meet the lady who has the cool coat with the roses on it. Mm-hmm. That's in Dishonored yep. too. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and th- oh, I just want to add like um, about the being spoiled on said game. I have oh, no yeah. idea what fucking happens in Skies of Arcadia. <laughs> like I know they go on a flying <laughs> boat and question marks like that's yeah i have no fucking clue um that's all you need that's though. all you need steven do you know what happens in xeno gears the game that you have here uh, i know everybody says that the ending sucks mm. okay so it's a mass <laughs> that's, effect that's, yeah i yeah i guess it's it's uh in the similar to mass effect it seems like it was maybe rushed at the end of its development mm. cycle um because all i know about xenogears really other than like the first little bit of it that i played a few years ago a couple years ago i was going on like on a tear through a bunch of playstation 3 like ps1 classics that i had oh. um like vagrant story and whatnot and i played a little bit of uh, xenogears and it feels like there, there's a million games on my backlog that i would love to get around to that have been there for years and years and years but xenogears is like one of those rare like beloved mech games I, I feel like there are so many few good mech games out there mm. which is such a thing that is up my alley um and that so many people deeply love and it's a square enix rpg or a square soft rpg technically from when it came out um which is also like my favorite era of square soft uh, as well and I just um, haven't gotten the time to go through it and I think part of that too is the fact that everybody says that the like second disc of the game falls off so hard mm. um, has like kind of like well I have a tough time with games sometimes or any kind of media where if I know the conclusion isn't satisfying then I just don't want to get invested right yeah oh yeah I have what is my what might be one of the dumbest questions I've asked on this show um, is this one related to Xenoblade Yes and no. Ah, uh, um, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's uh, Xeno Gears, and then there's Xeno Saga with everybody's favorite friend Cosmos, sure. and then there's Xeno Blade where Cosmos shows up in. I think. So, uh, like that. Sorry, can I ask? Is Cosmos the Pikachu on the crucifix? Huh? A uh, what? <laughs> Oh, because Christ exists in that game, right? Christ exists in Xenogears, yeah. yeah. Why is there a Pikachu? Is there what? not a Pikachu on a crucifix? I think and she's like a robot lady. That's all I know about Xenogears. She's like a sexy anime robot lady that everybody loves. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's somebody else then who's the Pikachu on the crucifix. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I've never played Xeno, uh, Xeno Saga. Uh, the only thing I know about Xeno Saga is that there's Xenogears was made and then the they made a sequel or a series of sequels to Xeno Gears called Xeno Saga, but they didn't own the rights to any of those 
characters or anything like that, but they did ha- own the rights to the world. So it's a sequel, but it doesn't have the same name huh. and it's set like a thousand years in the future or something. How did they, did they just forget <laughs> to put that sentence in? Like they were like, we own, we own uh, this, except not the guys in it, just the, where they are. Where they are. Yeah. I mean, that's happened before with other media. Yeah. I'm struggling to like reach for an example. Oh, uh, uh, Johnny Mnemonic, the movie Johnny Mnemonic. Uh. They own the rights to Johnny Mnemonic, but they didn't own the rights to the character Molly Millions, who the book Johnny M- Mnemonic is actually about. Right. So they made a book, a movie about the character who dies in the first 10 seconds of that book. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, um, Danielle has posted a picture of uh, some sort of creature on oh. a crucifix. <laughs> Apparently their name is Choo Choo, not Pikachu. The Choo Choo Crucifixion. I am Legally surprised distinct. by how close this is to what you were describing. That yeah, there is a character I, called okay. Choo Choo <laughs> on a crucifix. I was like, I'm what the fuck are off. you talking about? Like, This is one of Danielle's classic goofs of like, what if Pikachu got crucified? Wouldn't that be funny? In Xenogears. <laughs> this is a real fucking thing that happens it's in real. It does look kind of like... um. I don't even know. It's human though, because it has like, it has like a satchel, and I think it has shoes on. So it's it's like a, I don't know. Let's move on. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Upset. Anyway, it just, it came from a real place. That's all. That's all. I think it might be a mech. Wait, that the thing? Crucifix. The 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 Pikachu because the there's also a crucified figure next to it on a different cross that I oh believe is a mech. We, mm. Choo-choo. And there is like a yeah, we can't, we can't. Yeah. People look up, search right. Choo Choo crucified. Uh, you might find some look bad pictures of Choo Choo Rocket Mouse getting crucified. <laughs> but listen, it's your you you need to check out my DVD. You need to see the truth, okay? You need to see it. Uh, let's do another question. Yeah, this one comes at us from Kanan, who asks: If a game has a character creator, do you have a character appearance or type you try to replicate? What gender skin tone hairstyle etc do you typically choose do you have a type or do you like to mix it up now danielle you have put random until i feel it <laughs> that's how i go okay. that's how i roll so you I, like I if there's a random button you just keep mashing on it until you get something you like yeah and i will tweak like don't get me wrong sure. i don't just take it as it is but i'm like honestly like whatever 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 oh i can i can work with this and then i tweak it a little bit and then i'm happy I have had partners who spend, I swear to God, eight hours in a yeah. fucking character creator yeah. making it like perfect. And again, I, this is no judgment. Like some people love that. It's It gives them great joy. I, I, I'm just like, whatever, let's roll with something fun. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's like a, a bunch of different approaches to this. And uh, I think yeah. Nikki, your approach is different. What do you do? Yeah, I just try to make a pretty black lady in most situations nice. if they'll let me. Like your the cyberpunk that- character. Yeah, like my cyberpunk lady. The thing is, most hair, most games do black hair so bad <laughs> uh-huh. that it's like, okay, my options are a big afro that looks like a fucking bird's nest. Uh-huh. Or, it's just an orb. Or, yeah, or like, um, like a buzz cut, or I have to be like, well, she relaxed her hair and then got an undercut. Yeah. <laughs> and those are my options. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. So it's harder for some games than it is in others, but I usually, without fail, I'm like, I'll just make Pretty Black Lady because there are no, very few games with Pretty Black Lady as lead character, so I'll just yeah. do it myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Steven, what about you? 
Yeah, um, I, for the longest time, um, used to always, like, try to recreate myself in games, Mm -hmm. um, but then, like, I don't generally consider myself to be, like, the most dysphoric person on the planet or anything like that, but, like, video games are, my idealized self is still, like, a lot more androgynous looking than I currently am, and video games are really, really bad at allowing you to, like, be anything other than, (laughs) like, two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In that way, um, so I now also just make pretty black ladies all the all time right, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because no games allow that. Ever, yeah, so um, you have the advantage typically also of never wondering who your guy is on screen. Yeah, uh, yes. which is maybe you're like it's that one. Oh, it's not any of the sixteen white guys. Um, <laughs> my thing that I've been doing for I because when I was a kid, I used to try to like make somebody that looked like me or I tried to make like an original character that I put a lot of thought into. I'll sometimes do the random, just hit random until I get something close. Um, but my favorite thing to do in a character creator is try to make the oldest possible person that I yeah. <laughs> Because I've realized that a lot of character creators like in games like aren't really interested in letting you make old people. And like, that makes sense, right? They're about, most games are about like young people going on adventures and stuff. And some character creators, you can make a pretty fucked up looking older person. Like, not to say that old people look fucked up, but just like. No, that's what, that's exactly That's exactly what what I said. But something like Dragon (laughs) Age, the Dragon Age Inquisition lets you uh, go pretty old. Um, Yeah. My character in um, Monster Hunter World was initially just the oldest lady that I could try to make. And then when I played it on PC, I made a very old, tired-looking man who was kind of based on a character from Roadhouse. Mm. Um, oh, right, perfect. Yeah. But the funny thing about games like Monster Hunter is you can make someone with, like, a pretty old face, um, but your body <laughs> yeah. is always the perfect body of a teen. Yeah. So, like, it's not like Dark Souls where, like, you know, you can change the muscularity or whatever. It's just, like, you have, like, like old-ass face, but, like, like, you've been moisturizing and, like, putting sunscreen on the rest of your body, but then your face has just been directly exposed to the sun for like the last 50 years. <laughs> and it's a weird kind well, of- Well, you couldn't get the helmet with the armor yeah. slots that you wanted. You <laughs> right, know? yeah. I had to wear just this bandana. It gives me bonuses to my like potion using abilities. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I like making a, a weird old person. And maybe when I do Dark Souls 3, that's the route, route we'll go. Cause we did really happy Fine. guy, Bronald. We did really sad lady, Farfield. Maybe we'll just make a really old person. An indifferent old person. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think it is, which do you think is weirder? The um, old face, but young body or old all over, but then like in the Dragon Age version of it, like the character looks old, but then sounds like. Oh, the voice is just normal. That's also kind of weird (laughs) sometimes. Yeah. Because like in games, when you talk and you just have the one voice because there's a lot of dialogue, it's like, okay, well, they clearly have an image or like a few images of what this person could look like and they will let you do something that isn't that. But then you just have like, just this really like old dude or like this really old lady with just like, um, what's her name's voice? Jennifer Hale or whatever. Jennifer Hale. And it's just (laughs) like, this isn't, this seems, okay, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I get it. Like, I don't think, you know, it would be hard to do that, but um. It's always they just should funny. let you. They should let. They should give you a square that that modulates Ooh, the voice? audio track yes. for. It's still the person, so, but you can like 
make them sound like a chipmunk, <laughs> or you can make it sound like they had the have the uh, the opposite of helium. Yeah, Jordan points out that yes. Soul Calibur does this. Um, what? Uh, and you that's can, incredible. Another there another game that does this where that you can make like an army of little dudes running around following you is Dragon's Dogma because you can oh, make pawns yeah. and you can just like pitch them up and they're talking constantly <laughs> in that game. We must it's attack. Like, it's weak to fire. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta get it. The be- uh, it you likes fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, wow. I love a game Chop that will off just, that I love a game that will <laughs> let you just get silly with the character creator yeah. and just like you know, just not just make like a perfect protagonist person, but make someone who you like. like this person isn't the hero, slider. and it's like they are now. <laughs> um, we got one more this week from Dave Makes. Shout out to Dave Makes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they ask, if you were looking for a roommate and all the Smash Bros. roster applied, who would you live with and why? This, uh, this is such an easy one. And okay. Yeah, it is It, it is an easy everyone one. Everyone answered it wrong. This is, I yeah, agree, it's an me. easy one. Okay, so Nikki, what's the one. easy answer? Fucking Pikachu. Then okay. you just have a Pikachu. Okay, well, here's like, the I, thing about is, that. He's going to electrocute you. Here's the you. thing about that. No, no, no. no I it's love not that. him. This is a roommate, not a pet. How is yeah. Pikachu paying rent? He doesn't. I'll pay the rent. Okay. So you just we'll just live in a one bedroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu lives in a yeah. ball. He can yeah, deal like small this, no. Importantly, yeah, he, like, Pikachu does not live in a ball. No, he lives on my shoulder, and that's fine. Okay. <laughs> like I don't know. He doesn't need a bed. All I'll right. just fucking I'll get a bed and get him a dog bed, and he'll just hang out. Okay. Well, I okay. So oh wait. Know, Hold on, Luchador Pikachu is available in Smash as like a that's costume, true. Right? And she, sure, she does that have one a job. Has a job. She does yeah. have that's a job. That's a job, yeah. exactly. Um, so that's income. That's yeah. a that suddenly you're in a three Where, income. How do you get a job as a Luchador <laughs> Pikachu? You're silly. That's also, so don't silly. don't Google search Luchador Pikachu um, because. People are really horny for that Pikachu, uh, and you don't. It's, it's a lady Pikachu, right? It is, right? yeah. Importantly, Luchador. No, no, we can't. We can't. Um, Danielle, who would you ask to, or who would you have as a roommate from the Super Smash Brothers roster? Yeah, so mine at first would be a service, and then would be a wonderful mutual partnership. Okay. So I would choose We Fit Trainer, um, mm. so I could actually teach her how to work out. Um, and do Whoa. it for real because famously wow. we thought it was complete fucking horse shit. Um, and then after she knows how to work out, we would work out together all the time. We would have like a really wonderful time. You know, we work out together. You know, we can cheer each other on. We can do all sorts of stuff. We can just get in the best shape of our lives. And it'll be because I taught her how to work out. Okay, so- You'd never be able to work out outside with her though. Because she okay. definitely has some sort of terrible skin condition. Yeah. That removes all of the pigment <laughs> from her. Yeah. yeah. She's like the kids from the others. Yeah. She's yeah. really sick. Uh, yeah. So, Danielle, this okay. is, these are pretty harsh words for someone who um, can't fire the concentrated energy of the sun in, yeah. a, in a destructive orb. Uh, just because you haven't seen me do it doesn't mean I'm not capable. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's true. You there hasn't we haven't been in a situation where you have needed to do it before. That's very true. That's what that's, it is. Yeah. So you got me there. Um, <laughs> Stephen, do you have uh, a sense of who you would want to be your Smash roommate? Yeah, I feel like the heroes from Dragon Quest, who is mm. like a multi-character oh, yeah. guy, 
Um, I just feel like um, Dragon Quest heroes are always just like really, really upstanding and just like do good stuff all the time. And I feel like they could really sort some shit out in my life. They'll pay, they'll pay the rent on time. They'll get the utilities. T- totally. The I, that's all I want from a roommate. Yeah. Really. <laughs> then what if you find out that like the way that they're doing that is that they like go into the woods and they're just like just kill animals. They're like they're yeah, they're just like killing animals and like selling them to the <laughs> Albertsons or whatever. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, but how where are you making the money from? And then you're like, Well, I killed a bunch of dogs. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone paid me to kill a bunch of dogs. You should be asking them, really, not me. I'm just filling a, a need in the economy. Yeah. <laughs> Dog killing. Um <laughs> You could, one of your choices for this is just an actual dog and a bird. I should point that out. Um, yeah, but then you have, the, the, they're weird though. They are weird. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking weird as They're hell. so weird. Also, like, they're probably just shitting everywhere. <laughs> like, let's be real. Yes, Absolutely. yes. I mean, the dog yes. you can take out on a walk, but that that's but just a bird? dog. That is just a duck. A duck is shitting all over your couch and like yeah. you clean it up and you want to sit down and play a video game at your couch. And then the dog's laughing at you when you miss a shot <laughs> in Destiny. Would you, would you rather have Banjo-Kazooie or Duck Hunt in oh. your house though? Because one, one of them is a bear yeah, and but a bird that can Banjo shoot is, like guns. Banjo has like, he can like talk pants. and stuff. He's potty trained yeah. though. He's like a person. Yeah. Potty trained. Banjo Kazooie and yeah, they're they're they are people, but also that means I mean they're not good people. At least Kazooie, I love her, but no, she is a bitch. bad person. Yeah, um, I want to say for mine, I gotta go with King DDD because that guy just seems like he fucking parties. Like he's just yeah, like he's absolutely. just he's he's either asleep or he's just like fucking vibing, and he's got you know he's got that good shit. Yeah, like, he's yeah. just like, have you seen his crouch animation? He's just like, yeah. ah, my, my kingly duties, smoking yeah. the dankest weed in dreamland. Um, I feel like the problem with DDD, though, is that like you would come into your house and you'd be, there would be people in there. There would be all, all those time. little guys everywhere. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah. And you're like, who are you? <laughs> who like, are you, these guys? You, you keep throwing them fucking, out of the window and they keep appearing. Yeah. It's, it's fucking entourage. Yeah, of fu- the yeah waddle D's. waddle D's and Cracko <laughs> and all those guys. Yeah, that what would do you think get. What waddle D tastes like? Uh, pork. Pork. Yeah, it tracks. <laughs> I mean, that's what people taste like. I think. Sure. I mean, just uh, I think. Allegedly. 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 Um, I've never sent texts to anyone telling them that I want to eat them. And um, I stand by that. Yeah. Oh. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Huh. Uh, well, I think that's basically the end of the show. Yeah. I'm Goku's just thinking about DDD so much. DDD. And like, do you think he would let you sleep on him? I know we're ending the show. I'm sorry. This is just uh. my image in my head. So, yeah. Eliminate the need for a bed. <laughs> just get DDD to lay down and you lay down on top. Uh-huh. It just sounds cozy. That's all. Yeah, That's he's all. like a big weird bird. People forget that about him, but he is a bird. He is a he is a big yeah, weird bird. He is a big bird. weird bird who wears clothes. And uh, are there more birds or fire emblems in, oh. in Smash? Oh, I mean, shit. I mean, just statistically, like law of averages, fire emblem characters. It's fire emblem. There are yeah. a substantial number of birds too. You got there's Falco, a lot of dinosaurs though you got, that become birds. Are birds. Yeah. So yeah. you got Falco, you, know. you got 
uh, Kazooie, you got the duck hunt. Those are all birds. Yeah. This game's for the then birds. She will become a bird. Is Pit a bird? Evolves. Pit is technically a bird, yeah, because he has bird wings. Sephiroth has one wing. And hollow yeah. bones. Yeah, yeah. Pit does oh, have hollow bones. Yes. We don't talk about that much, but that's how he flies. Um, Ridley's a bird. Ridley is a bird. Wow, we cracked it. They're just yeah. There are I a mean, lot of birds. And Kirby is kind of a bird because he can basically fly. Yeah, that so, tracks Captain Falcon's there. Captain Falcon is a bird. It's in his name. He's got Falcon in the fucking name. That's right. Jesus, we Hyper-evolved. cracked it wide yeah. open. Meta Knight also bird. You know that like um, sculpture of a man that was like a thought experiment to see what a human being would look like if uh, they, they had evolved specifically to survive car yeah, crashes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Captain I've Falcon never is like, seen this. <laughs> uh, look it <laughs> well, up. We're not going to pull up a look picture. Up. Um, the Captain Falcon is like, what if a bird evolved specifically to drive a race car? Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, now now I've seen it, and we do have to go. We have to I go have now. To we have to stop the show now because the man is here, and we all have to run before he gets this us. This sucks. Uh, I so, don't know what you're talking <laughs> okay, about. Okay, we're going to go. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening. Why are you leaving? Thank you for listening to the show. I have to finish this because the man is going to get me. Uh, you can find all of our podcasts at podcastnet.work. Uh, go there, check out our other shows. And um, you can join the Discord, like I said earlier, at fanbyte.casa. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Danielle is at Danielle RI. Nikki is at Godsiwa. Uh, Steven is at Steven Strom. Our wonderful producer, Jordan Mallory, is at uh, Jordan underscore Mallory. And uh, I am at Merit K and Fanboy is at Fanboy Media. And Jordan has said the right answer is Isabel. And I do not want to get into that on the stream. So we are going to go. <laughs> and we will see you all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.